Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. I wonder what Santa Claus is doing today. Is he pulling a George Soros, you know, or he's down in Barbados, butt naked with a bunch of buff guys and Yeah, what is that with George? Around? I mean, George is like 93 years old. Well, it explains the woke world we live in with all of its money and why, you know, uh, it, it's a must to... Uh, have uh, naked bodies and uh, wokeism taught in uh, hey, kid porn. You know, sometimes, yeah, I mean, he's funding that crap, you know. So sometimes, you know, when you have all that kind of money, you know, you do strange things. And speaking of that, speaking remember, of guys George, with, you can't take it with you. So just so you know, and you my know, gosh, I wish you could take all that with you. <laughs> but speaking of guys with a lot of money who have too much time on their hands. I don't, I don't know whether you read this. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation reached an agreement with the Kenyan government to provide services for a lifetime digital identification system. Now, what does that mean? A lifetime well, digital that, identification This means that from the that... time you're born, they, they probably insert a, a, a capsule into a chip into you, right? And you exactly, have a chip yeah. in you all your life. They know where you are. They know what you're doing. And they... They follow you from uh, cradle to grave. Well, yeah, you know, I once read a, a, wrote a thesis on something like that. Not a thesis, but a story like that. And somebody said, you're crazy, you know, where they could track you. And, you know, the concept of my story was different. But it uh, the simple fact is, would you want to be tracked by the government no. or, or, or some kind of agency all your life, and then they could sit there with the flip of a switch, turn you off if they did. Well, that's what a lot of you. people worry about with these uh, vaccines that we're getting and nano, yeah. nano uh, chips and stuff like that. Well, doesn't this guy own like the the company that makes that stuff? Yeah, I think he does. But you know, yeah. um, Kenya is the test tube for this whole kind of a project. If he can get it to work in Kenya, you know he's going to try to do it all over the world. He wants us all chipped, this guy Gates. This guy, I saw a video of him. He and I think it was his wife, and they were talking about, and this. And I wish I had the audio. I don't have it, uh, but if I can find it, well, I'll try to play it sometime later this week. But Bill and his wife, his ex-wife, Melinda, are sitting side by side, and they're talking about the new vaccine and in mm. the and it, and they th it was the creepiest video because and this was only done like last week or so um he says uh the new vaccine uh, uh, more people will get it and uh, it, it will be they'll be asking for it during the next pandemic he says oh, it, yeah, yeah. he says well, it he's like the one that predicted the last pandemic. Well, and this then he guy had the cure before the pandemic. We had a pandemic in 1918, and then a pandemic in 2019. That's like a 101 year separation. But I get the impression, and if you saw the expression when he said the next pandemic, they both looked at each other and had this sinister smile. Honest to God, I, I know people say, "Oh, you're just you're just seeing you're seeing stuff, you're reading stuff into there." No, no. This was not a smile of happiness or warmth or understanding. This was, it was an evil look, like they knew something that we don't. Well, think about this now. Let's say that you create a, um, a disease 
And in order to create the disease, if you're going to do it for any purposeful meaning, you know, to control people, then you've got to have the cure for it. Now, let's say that cure goes, well, you know, the only way anybody can survive this is to have the cure. Now, the supplement you get with the cure is not the supplement that I would take. I would take the cure too. But then I would give you the cure with a supplement, a chip. <laughs> I'm trying to follow you with the supplement and the cure. <laughs> in other words, you know, in other words, they create a pandemic. They yeah. have they have the the means to cure it. But along with that cure, so that you go, well, I want to live, so I'm going to take that because that works. They add, they added it to it. And Bill, you know, we talk about digital chipping, and and I said that they insert a chip, and I'm I'm thinking more like a little capsule under the skin. But I get the impression with this nanotechnology, you may be more familiar with this, that it mm. is it is so small and so minuscule. It's it, they've they've shrunk the capsule down so that you really can't see it with the naked eye. They can insert it in your bloodstream, you know. Yeah, um, well, nanotechnology, technology—it's microscopic, and and the thing is, they work together. You know, I mean, so they're so, so they don't need the the chips anymore. Like you know, you see in the movies, we're gonna chip him so we can follow him anywhere, and you no. see something the size of a, a pill going under the skin. Now they can do it so that. It's essentially in your bloodstream. Theory has been around for years. The technology has been around for years. And so, you know, they per perfected it. So I, and look, we've got, uh, we, we've got everything that's going on right now with uh, robotics mm -hmm. and uh, we're living in a world that's going AI. Well, nanites, uh, you know, the same thing, you know, just on a microscopic and level, they work together, they grow together, they, they function together. Now, you they probably have been asking yourself, you know, I, I see this story about Bill Gates and all these other, you know, George Soros. But my, my big question is, what's Al Gore doing? What's Al Gore doing? Well, Al Gore was on the State of the Union on CNN over the weekend. Climate refugees oh, is what you're talking about? Yes, he's, yeah. he, man, he is this guy. I want you to listen to this guy. He was almost president. It would have been mm -hmm. like having Joe Biden as president 20 years early. But anyway, Al Gore. he's got to be 75 or 70s, maybe 80. Oh, you know? well, yeah. Okay. So he's, he's a young Democrat yet. He he compared to again. Joe, compared to Joe Biden, he's got a future. He could, yeah. he could run again along with, uh, I don't know, a Cypress tree. Sure he could. But anyway, I want you to hear how Al Gore sounded on, uh, on state of the union on CNN with that uh, totally impartial and neutral anchor, Jake Tapper. Listen. What's the worst case scenario? Well, the scientists who warned us of these mega storms and the, the floods and mudslides and droughts and the ice melting and the sea level rising and the storms getting stronger and the tropical diseases and uh, climate migrants crossing international borders in larger numbers, they were dead right when they warned us about this. And so we need to pay more attention to them now. Here's one thing they say. If we don't take action, there could be as many as one billion 
climate refugees crossing international uh, borders in the next several decades. Well, a few million has contributed to this uh, wave of populist authoritarianism and dictatorships and so forth. Uh, what would a billion do? We can't do this. We could lose our capacity for self-governance. Already we're seeing people driven from the places they've always called home, and we're seeing an expansion of areas in the world that are, are physiologically unlivable now because of the combination of heat and humidity. They're relatively small areas now, but if if we don't act, they will expand to include most of India, large parts of uh, northern South America, the Philippines, Indonesia, Pakistan, the list goes on. Uh, our, the survival of our civilization is at stake, and it sounds dire, but it is dire. And, and But again, the good news is we can reclaim control of our destiny if we summon the, the political will and the courage and the moral courage to do it. You know, there's a European politician, Claude Juncker, who said, we all know what to do. We just don't know how to be reelected if we do it. Well, uh, this is why grassroots pressure uh, from people who understand how high the stakes are is the critical element. And the good news, again, is people are rising up and demanding action. Your new CNN poll shows that more than three-quarters of Americans, including uh, a majority, 76% uh, of independents and more than half of the Republicans, support action. We just have to break the political power that the fossil fuel industry has uh, exerted with its fixers and its lobbyists and its bags of money and its revolving door colleagues. But we can do this, Jake. We can do it. Vice President Al Gore, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today, sir. Oh, my gosh. That's a, a love fest at CNN. And, you know, the mm. scary thing about that was he, he was literally a heartbeat away from the presidency, that guy, uh, Al Gore. And when I when I think of a box of rocks, I see his his picture. You know He's what I mean? the head rock. Yeah. yeah he, oh. What a numb. And he is just so into this. Uh, I mean, they gave him an Academy Award. He well, shot a he, documentary. Remember that? They gave him an yeah. Academy Award. I mean, and everybody's seen it. I'm sure you, you do recall it, right? I didn't Without see it. it. No, I did not see it. I, and nobody's seen it. It was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a joke. I but know. either way, you know, he, there's a lot to unwrap there because, you know, he talks about the climate change refugees and, you know, the problem that we're already having with it as if it is. And, and that's part of a narrative now. The Democrats are finding anything that they can do to blame it on the Republicans. So it is the Republicans' climate change negligence, if I get this right, yeah. that people are coming across the border yes. and was compelled to open the borders now. Of course. These are refugees because the of the climate. They're not coming over to Look, uh, our country from China and Iran and Ukraine. They're not coming over because of you know, they want to do us harm. They they want to come over here because the weather's better. Well, let's go ahead and unmask the old Lone Ranger there and just call it what <laughs> it is. You know, is there climate change? Sure, there is. There's natural climate change. Have we done things to pollute the world? Sure, we have. I mean, we we have our, our very existence in things that we take for granted that we dispose of, we have done. But a lot of that was Democratic ideas. You know, when we switched through, remember when you used to go buy a Coke? And you'd sit there and go, oh, hey, don't throw away that bottle. Because they take it back and recycle it. You get a nickel for it. Mm -hmm. And then they go and they wash that bottle and they reuse it. Mm -hmm. And they put a new cap on it. 
All right. So that bottle would stay around for years. They could crush it up and remelt it down and make a new glass bottle out of it. They could recycle it. No, let's go to plastic. Let's go to plastic because that will last, oh, I don't know, 15,000 years and sit there and pollute the ground. Now, if anything is going to cause, cause climate change, that would. You know, we've yeah, just but gotten, they would tell you that they could take the plastic, recycle that, and melt it down and reuse that again, too, which they can do. You they know? can do. They don't. You know, the the point is, is that we're careless, but their solutions are just creating more problems. But you know what, what, Bill? You know, and you, nature can handle itself. You talk about you talk about uh, the the damage that we do environmentally, and. Um, you know, we just had, uh, like, I think it was last week, a volcanic explosion in Iceland. I mm-hmm. mean, an, an eruption in Iceland. And do you know that that one volcano pollutes the world more than the entire of humanity? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, they, it, they, that thing will pour out more poison and gases and pollution, but yet that's not even talked about. But that's that's a natural way of doing this, you know, of polluting. It's been you doing know, it since the world began. Yeah, and and the and you know the world's been around longer than we have, and it's gone through things before. You know, we're like we're like fleas in a dog. You know, and at some point, in dog uh, in the life of the dog, he gets tired of the fleas, and he shakes, and away go the fleas, and that's what Earth will do to us. If we don't, uh, if we don't wake up, we I mean, and that sounds like uh, I'm an environmentalist and want to do things. No, I'm just saying we're nothing in comparison. There's really nothing that we can do. We could just be responsible citizens, but mm-hmm. Al Gore, he's crazy. Well, going he, back to the Bill Gates story, I want to point out one thing in that story. Mm-hmm. You know, here he is, he's talking about from, from birth to death, they're going to basically put a chip in people. Right. All right. Uh, what race is he? He's, uh, white, he's a right? white guy, and he wants to he's do a white it guy to, to uh, black people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But trust me, that's the but, left. But for the, you, folks. The, the left, they can do racist things, but they're not supposed to be called racist. If no, you but cons- we're experimenting on. We're experimenting. Oh, no, I'm not. I don't want to say we're because that makes me a part of it, and I'm not a part of that. No, I know you're totally not. against it. But uh, you know, he and his left wing cause are experimenting on black people and maybe more yep. undeveloped, uneducated black people they're taking advantage of. If that is not racist, you tell me what is. I know. Um, you know, it's funny, over the weekend, I, I don't know how you were, but I I truly wanted just to kind of get away as much as I could from mm. the news and the chaos because, you know, it was still out there. But, you know, it's Christmas and you just want a respite from the turmoil. And I got a little bit, you know, I couldn't totally disconnect from what was going on because it's become such a part of what I do, my routine. Um, and there was a lot going on. Trust me. Uh, by the way, I should point out that over the, this coming weekend, New Year's, we're going to do the same thing. Uh, New Year's, we're going to have our Friday show. And then uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, uh, we will be off because of the New Year's holiday. But thank you, by, by the way, for all the people who downloaded over uh, over the holiday weekend. We truly appreciate it. We had a nice response. Uh, you uh, you were still tuning in, and that's great. But, you know, uh, getting back to the news that was going on, things that were happening, uh, I thought this was interesting. 
for the eighth time, for the eighth time, Marjorie Taylor Greene oh, yeah. has been swatted. swatted. Yeah. Can you believe that? I mean, and now what's going on there? I mean, seven times she was swatted. And now for the Merry Christmas, Marjorie, uh, we're swatting you again. Now, the, the two questions come, well, one thing that comes to mind is she's being harassed. The other reason that you would do a SWAT thing is besides harassment, maybe they're in there, they think she's got something. What the hell would she have? What did she, you know, I don't know. I think they're just doing it to uh, harass her. Harass her. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, because there could be no other reason. I mean, because I, as far as I know, they're not going to the house and searching. But if they are, then, you know, why are they doing well, what are you they know, the guys, what? The what guys who did of? it I, on the second time it happened, she said, the police were apologetic. You know, they're told to do it. Yeah, they had to do it because you have to respond. You get a call that there's a, you know, a terrorist act someplace. You you got to uh, you got to follow up. But they kind of knew from the second time out, and I guess I guess these subsequent times too, they've kind of known. But they still have to do it. They still have to show up. So is somebody setting it up? Punking yeah. her for the one time that they go, okay, it's another one. Let's not do it. And oh, wow. Happens. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. That's true. Wow. It could be. Yeah. You're saying they, that you're saying that it's somebody who's softening the response time because the cops start to think, oh, it's just another one at Marjorie Taylor Greene's house. Yeah. And, and in the, the meantime, one they, time they let the guard down. Okay, now's the time because wow. they either want to scare her out of office or take her out. And they, you know, they've tried to, they tried to vilify her, dumb blonde this, and you know, Georgia, yeah. and, and it's not working. She's not buying it. She's a smart lady, and she's a no bull lady. You know, I wouldn't want to tangle with her because she's uh, she's smarter than you give her credit for. And let's just leave it at that. And she's one of the few uh, people in uh, in the House of Representatives who has cojones. They they want to get <laughs> her out of there, and you know yeah. that's the thing. You know they they need the control of the House. They need the control of the Senate, and they're going to get it one way or the other. Also, would, I'm sorry, what a ahead. tragedy it was. That's all I'm just saying now. Also, over the weekend, um, uh, they. On CBS Face the Nation, I guess they had the reporters doing predictions, and uh, there's this reporter, what's her name? Uh, please stand by. Uh, I think her name is Jan Crawford. I never heard mm. of her. I don't watch CBS News anymore because I don't. No. I don't find them to be credible anymore. Uh, but. She goes on with her predictions. Listen, I, I predict that the Supreme Court is not going to save Donald Trump from a criminal trial. He, they are not going to rule that he is immune from criminal prosecution. And I don't think it's even going to be close. It could be 9-0 with the chief justice writing the opinion that a former president does not have absolute immunity from criminal prosecutions for actions they took while in office. And I think that the Supreme Court is also, my other prediction is they are not going to say Donald Trump is disqualified uh, from running for president to that California, I mean, that Colorado Supreme Court uh, decision. So I think he's going to stand trial. Uh, the Supreme Court's not going to save him, uh, and and he will be on the ballot. You know, they say opinions are like uh, derrieres. Well, Everyone has one. Uh, they actually are more graphic with that uh, phrase. But the, the uh, 
the fact of the matter is, in my opinion, I th- you know, first of all, she's saying that uh, that they're going to find nine to to zero because they have sprawling evidence that uh, against Trump. And the fact of the matter is, Trump has said, and this is why Trump has said recently, I got everything. I have more evidence than I'll ever need. Just let me get to court and make it public. And I got more evidence than they, and it's almost like the other side is saying, oh, yeah, well, we're going to match you. We got more evidence. Our Jack, Jack Smith has sprawling evidence against you. But I think her opinion is, is, uh, Empty. Well, opinions opinions aren't evidence. Now, let's no. be honest here. You know, because one of the things is somebody clarified, you know, during the holiday, it was a perfect time to clarify because there is no news to report otherwise. But they were sitting there going, well, you know, the, the Colorado Supreme Court did, they did exactly what they had to do because it wasn't them that, that went against Trump. And it's not Joe Biden or anybody. It's the Constitution itself and the words of. Well, in one hand, you're absolutely right. The Constitution is the Constitution. The words are the words. But let's not forget one fatal thing here. And that is the fact that Donald Trump has never been convicted of insurrection, the crime. It is just you calling it that. But, you know, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it the overthrow of the government. But he's got to be even somebody that goes and tries to overthrow the government before you can ever lash out any punishment against them, you've got to sit there, prove it, try it, convict them. Alan Dershowitz uh, and Bill Barr. Uh, Alan Dershowitz is a liberal, and Bill Barr is basically a turncoat enemy to President Trump. They both had something to say about just what you're talking about. First, Alan Dershowitz. In the 60 years I've been practicing and teaching law, I've never seen a decision that is so anti-democratic and so unconstitutional. It is absurd. Uh, the idea that the 14th Amendment was supposed to substitute to the impeachment provision carefully drafted by the framers um, is wrong. Um, if you want to impeach a president, if you want to make him not run, be able to run in the future, there's a provision. It requires a two-thirds vote of the Senate. But the idea that the framers of the 14th Amendment intended to circumvent that carefully drawn provision and and simply allow any state to make up uh, grounds for denying him the right to be on the ballot uh, undercuts uh, democracy. The 14th Amendment itself is very clear. It says in Section 5, the Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. The Congress. That's the United States Congress. There's no provision in the 14th Amendment for any state or certainly any state court to interfere with the right to vote by its citizens. So uh, this is a terrible, terrible decision. It will cause disarray. It will, If it were to be affirmed by the Supreme Court, which I doubt it will be, it would cause distrust in the electoral process and would result in a repeat of 2020, where whatever the result of the election was, particularly if Trump were to lose, he wouldn't accept the loss, and he would have, in this case, some legal basis for questioning whether or not the courts had any proper role to play in taking him off the ballot of some states. Right now, he's only been taken off the ballot of a state in which he was going to lose anyway. But this decision, the logic of this decision applies to any state. It really says any state can disqualify Trump because they've made a conclusion that he was involved in an insurrection. We don't even know what an insurrection is. He hasn't been charged with insurrection. He hasn't been convicted of insurrection. 
uh, you know, people will say that Biden was involved in an insurrection in allowing thousands of people to come across the border or the people who were involved in the Black Lives Matter demonstrations or the people today who are protesting the streets all over the country against American policy toward Israel. Uh, some of these are socialist revolutionaries. Uh, you have to have a definition of what an insurrection is. Right. And the Colorado Supreme Court gets a C minus. It's debatable, uh, isn't it? The, what yeah. the language is behind the insurrection. Say it again? I said it's debatable what that term insurrection means. Well, it's not debatable because it has to be defined. You can't have something that's debatable as a provision for getting uh, voters uh, uh, denied the right to vote for or against Trump. I want to vote against him, but I want the election to be a clean election. I want him to lose fair and square and not allow him to have an argument that, look, uh, the Supreme Court of Colorado or other state courts denied the voters the right to vote for me. And the Trump team has already said, we're appealing, we're going to the Supreme Court with this one. You look at the makeup of the Supreme Court, leans conservative, consider three justices have been Trump appointed. Does that give you insight as to how this case might play out if it does make its way to the U.S. Supreme Court? I think this case will be decided not along party lines in the Supreme Court. I think this is such an extreme stretch of the 14th Amendment that uh, he will get more votes than just uh, the people he appointed to the Supreme Court or even the five, four uh, conservative majority. I suspect he'll get the chief justice and I suspect he'll get uh, some other justices as well. This is an extreme, extreme stretch. If you go and read the text of the provisions, it doesn't even apply to president. It says no person shall be a senator or representative uh, or elector. And, and, and then it gives an oath of office and the oath of office is not the presidential oath of office. It's the senatorial oath of office. So even the text of the Constitution uh, doesn't make it applicable to the president. But the amendment itself was designed simply to prevent people who fought in the Civil War from running for certain offices. You know, Trump's old, but he's not old enough to have fought in the Civil War. So this amendment is not applicable to him. This was a one-off. This was not designed to create a new method of disqualifying people generally on the basis of a state court determination. So, Professor, should the Supreme Court take this case, which they likely will, uh, there are three uh, Trump-appointed justices on there. How do you think that they'll rule on this? Well, I think they will probably rule against the Colorado court. Whether they'll rule against them on procedural grounds or on substantive grounds, nobody, nobody can tell. But um, I don't think that we'll see an yeah. affirmance of this decision. I think what we're going to see first is a stay. Okay. The Colorado Supreme Court granted a stay early January. I think the Supreme Court will grant a stay until they can hear the case. You know, President Trump has been accused of an insurrection, but people forget that January 6th, people forget that January 6th, he was the president of the United States. So, if following their logic, he would be having an insurrection against his own government, which doesn't make any sense at all. You know, right. I mean, the 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 absolute sheer stupidity of their argument. They're talking about uh, the leftists really hoping against hope that they'll find against Trump. You know, they'll say that he was actually uh, doing an insurrection, I guess. You know, he was also. <clears throat> he was the president when all this was happening. So whether you whether you believe it or not, and this is the thing that they have to decide right now, this is why the cases are all stalled. 
you know, uh, Jack Smith tried to expedite that case, and they said, nope, we're not expediting well, anything. Jack Smith, but, he doesn't have any ground to do this. He's yeah, not. But the thing is, um, they have to decide whether he was, as president, he had a right, he had uh, immunity from prosecution. You know, he will be the first president they go after, after the presidency, for something he did as the president. You know, if he's the president and he does makes a decision, uh, he's supposed to be immune. But now they're trying to say, no, 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 he can be prosecuted now that he's a civilian for what he did as, as a president. That would be ridiculous. Well, but I'm going to the point that Jack Smith has no standing legally because he is not qualified or authorized to actually to present the case that he's presenting, let alone bring these charges to the White House. And that was pointed out, I think it might have been Alan Dershowitz, too, or another legal scholar that said, wait a minute, he's got no authority to do what he's doing, so the whole case is a moot point. You know, if you have somebody that's presenting themselves as a legal attorney of a certain type of court, and it turns out they're not, I read and everything that, yeah. that they presented is bull crap. I don't think and, it was Dershowitz, but I do think it was somebody with his kind of standing. I yeah, can't. And, I, yeah. And Jack doesn't have that. He doesn't have the authority to do what he's doing. And, you know, then you get to the Engeron. Engeron has sat there. You know, there, there are two reasons to be biased and, uh, and you know, that, uh, that you need to recuse yourself. One is that. You know, admittedly, up front, you've already have a predetermined conclusion of the case. Well, that was admitted by Letitia. So, and and he's demonstrated that he needs to recuse himself, or he can be recused because usually the judge has to recuse himself. And the other reason is you have a financial tie to it. Now, who's who's to say that he's not getting some kind of money? But either way, uh, he's already proven one thing: he is biased going into it. He cannot be impartial, so. He needs to step aside. And, of course, there's Chutkin, who uh, was actually uh, working in the same office as Hunter Biden. There's a, a relationship between yeah. that judge and the Biden family, and she didn't recuse herself. She just So that's bias and financial. Yep. Uh, Bill Barr, he uh, is not a fan of Trump. I mean, they're not friends. They are not friends. He kind of he let Trump down big time. He didn't have any backbone. Uh, when he was the attorney general, and he was more concerned with what the deep state in D.C. thought of him as to doing the right thing as attorney general. But anyway, he was on uh, he was on talking about the Trump decision and the Trump situation in Colorado. Listen, so the Colorado Supreme Court made its ruling based in part on the district court in Denver and the district court found uh, that Trump did engage in insurrection. And this is what they said. Trump acted with the specific intent to incite political violence and directed at the Capitol with the purpose of disrupting the electoral certification. When the violence began, he took no effective action, disregarded repeated calls to intervene, and pressured colleagues to delay the certification. The court finds that the language Trump used throughout January 6, 2021, was likely to incite imminent violence, and therefore that, that petitioners have established that Trump engaged in an insurrection on January 6, 2021 through incitement and that the First Amendment does not protect Trump's speech. Beyond the, the decision by the Colorado Supreme Court, do you disagree with any of that? I disagree with the court's uh, ability to make those findings. The core problem here is the denial of due process. 
uh, in, in, to deprive somebody of the right to hold public office requires due process. It requires an adjudication of two core issues. One was there an insurrection. Uh, did the public disturbance rise to the level of an insurrection? And, and second, what was the role of the, of the individual in there? Was it engagement? Did they do something to break their oath of office? Those are, those are complicated facts, and this was denied due process. Uh, it was a five-day hearing. Uh, there was no jury. It was before the judge. Uh, they, they were not able to subpoena witnesses and compel the attendance of, of witnesses. They relied on uh, you know, the hearings, the January 6th committee hearings, which is mostly hearsay. There's no, there was no right to cross-examine during those hearings and so forth. So all the, as, as the dissent said, and by the way, the, the three Democratic ju uh, justices who dissented, their opinions, I think, are masterful. And as they pointed out, they said, you know, the process here was a procedural Frankenstein. So I, I, I'm sure that if uh, your friend Liz Cheney were here, she would say that the January 6th hearings was not mostly hearsay, it was mostly witness testimony. But beyond that, um, well, let me, let me ask you first, first of all, let me just ask you as a D.C. legal hand, how do you think the U.S. Supreme Court is going to go with this. Do you think they're going to take it up and, and, and rule against it? What, what's your guess, best guess? Well, I think if they take it up, they're going to slap it down very quickly. And I hope they do take it up quickly and slap it down because otherwise he could be left off the ballot uh, in, the, in this primary. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're not even saying that you disagree necessarily with what the district court and then the Colorado Supreme Court found in terms of insurrection. You just think it's the wrong process. You think they're like, for instance, Jack Smith's trial, uh, although he's not actually charged the president right. with insurrection. Yeah, the important, the, legally, the real, the, the denial of due process is fatal here. But as, as you alluded to in your opening comments, the 14th Amendment uh, is not something that can be applied willy-nilly by the states through sort of ad hoc proceedings. It, it was contemplated that the federal government set up the enforcement mechanism. So you have some standard, you know, what is the proof that's required? What is the procedure that is required? And hopefully some adumbration of what exactly uh, the uh, insurrection is. Now, we're going to have those issues addressed. Yeah. Now, he hasn't charged, uh, Jack Smith has not charged the president. The federal investigation has not charged uh, President Trump with insurrection or incitement. And uh, but we're, that's a trial that's going to take place with due process, and it's going to get into all these issues. What was his state of mind? What right. were his actions? That is the kind of proceeding where these things could be established. Would Jack Smith's case be relevant to a 14th Amendment challenge? In other words, even though Trump is not being cha uh, charged with insurrection or inciting an insurrection in that case, if Trump were to be found guilty, and that's a, who knows what's going to happen, but if that were to happen, would that be grounds for a 14th Amendment challenge in a state, do you think? Well, I'm sure it could prompt that, but my own view of it is that the federal government, the mechanism that's in place is charging him with insurrection or rebellion. And, there is a, and, and Congress did pass that after the 14th Amendment. Congress passed two laws that were meant to implement it. One was the ability to remove someone from office. And that was passed in 1870, and it was uh, done away with in 1948. And the other was making it a crime uh, to to uh, breach your uh, breach your oath and then hold another office. So uh, to, to engage no to engage in rebellion and insurrection. 
And I think that's what would be required at this stage. Do you think there is a case to be made to charge Donald Trump with uh, insurrection or inciting an insurrection? I haven't, I haven't seen the evidence that I think would support that charge, uh, but I, I think it would be interesting to let the January 6th case go forward and see what the evidence is. So, I, you know, he's, what he's telling me is he just doesn't like Trump. Is all he's telling me there is that he doesn't like Trump. Yeah, let's let it go forward and see what they got. But right now, they got nothing. Well, you know, the thing is, it's not a terribly complex thing. I'm not a lawyer, right? But uh, I can tell you this. Colorado said, they just came out and said in their finding that they believe that January 6th was an insurrection inspired by Donald Trump. And that's where the due process uh, comes into play. There was no... Adjudication. There was no court uh, finding on whether it was an insurrection. It was just them without any any chance for Donald Trump's side to counter what the uh, the these people were saying. They just came out and said uh, he he was in charge. He did an insurrection in Washington, and that's enough for us. And that never happened. Well, you know the thing is that I'm looking at is that uh, they want to just call something an insurrection. So what? They can say anything is an insurrection, and they get together and they go, "Okay, well, we're going to find him guilty of an insurrection because we say it is." That's nah. basically yeah. And you know the thing the thing that gets me is that that's where that's where we seem to be going as a society right now. Even you see all these guys with the uh, the legal robes on, and you think, "Oh my God, they have to be so intelligent and so qualified." And what I'm learning as I've gotten older is so many of these people were put into office with no qualifications whatsoever. They may have had their law degree, and that's basically it. And as lawyers, they may have been adequate, if if that, you know. Uh, but because they were politically savvy in a lot of these states, like Colorado, they were appointed to these positions. You know, they got in that pipeline of judges where oh well we'll we'll make you a well you can be a federal judge a, a state judge and then you can be this and then we'll appoint you to that and before you know it you're in line to be the Supreme Court justice in Colorado. Some of these guys oh by the way, the four judges that ruled for this decision were all East Coast Ivy League graduates, all of them. The three justices on the Colorado Supreme Court who were against the ruling were all from state schools. So what does that say? It says to me that out in the East Coast, those uh, four Ivy League colleges that they went to, they all had kind of a, a plan. They had an approach to life, an agenda of some kind. And it had an effect on these people, you know. And uh, so, no, I, I think that I think that uh, it's going to be struck down, but he shouldn't. Trump shouldn't have to go through all this nonsense. We, you know, we we forget that when they do stuff like this, it forces our side, his side, Trump's side, to respond, and that's money, and time, and effort. And by the way, there's also that minor minor bit of uh, are they going to find for me or not? You know, that little little question: Are, are these people going to be fair? Or are they going to find against me? Because I've, we've all seen it. We've all seen this, especially since Trump has gone through all. We've seen some decisions come down. You say, oh, my God, they couldn't have found. Well, the Colorado decision by itself was one. You know, you look at it on, on the face and you figure, well, they'll never find. 
they'll never find uh, against Trump on this. This is ridiculous. There was no insurrection. And then they found against Trump. So I guess what I'm saying is that, uh, you know, the, the Trump camp and, and even President Trump, this has got to wear and tear on the man. You know, he's a very proud guy who has done a lot with his life. And uh, he is he's achieved great things. And to have this garbage thrown at him every single day from the lowliest of the low. And by the way, they are. They are. I mean, you hear these people. I was going to play something, Bill, and maybe I'll do it tomorrow if I can find the cut. Um, You know, we heard that CBS reporter making her predictions about how it'll be a nine to nothing decision against Trump, uh, that he is not uh, protected because of presidential immunity. Of course, anybody who looks at it on the surface, any rational person who is, forget politics, just if you look at the facts, okay, he made these decisions, and what was he? He was the 45th president of the United States of America. And when you have that, you are the president, you have, you have immunity. You have presidential immunity from a, from a, a whole litany of things, you know? So uh, you would just say on the surface, well, he's not going to be. They're not going to find against Trump because he was immune, right? But she's saying, no, no, no. It'll be a nine-to-nothing decision. Uh, Now that he's not president, he's not immune to what he did when he was president. You know, madam, you, and I mean this from the bottom of my my heart, you are a numbskull. You are a numbskull. (laughs) Honest to God, I look at that bill like, holy smokes. Well, she's telegraphing what she wants them to do. I mean, Oh, I know. Uh, what know, I was going to tell before I, before I forget, I was going to tell you that there's a, a cut I heard uh, this morning uh, that they put together. It's a montage of all these local CBS affiliates, right? right. And I'm, I'm talking in Denver and Kansas City and Chicago, and they're all these local anchors. And the only thing that they're changing on the copy is the name of their market, the name of their town. They're reading a copy, right, that obviously has been sent down by headquarters. This is what you start your show off with, and you read this. Just insert your your city here, right? And, and so they, it's the Mickey D's of news, you know? It's a rubber stamp. Absolutely. So these people don't think they're being independent at the CBS local station in Pittsburgh. They're reading no. the stuff that's coming down the line from New York. You know, they talk about judges and everything, and— you know, have you ever seen a a, a a lawyer or a judge sitting there in his office and there's a big bookcase of all the laws and everything like that? There, I mean, it, it's almost to where and there's mm. a case law that will overrule another case law because it's up to interpretation. There is nothing finite about it. You think that, you know, these judges know everything. They don't know a damn thing that's unless they go and they pull something out. Well, here's somebody oh, yeah. else's opinion. Yeah, look, when you go to traffic court, you go before a magistrate. He's a judge, right? He's been duly elected. Yeah. He must know what he knows. Yeah. No, you or I, who have no uh, law background, can sit there and run and do the politicking and get into office. And my set of qualifications is, oh, you've never been a magistrate before? No, no, ma'am, I haven't. Okay, well, then you've got to go to magisterial uh, uh, class for 10 days. That's true. You do a 10 day crash course and now you're a judge. You know, people Uh, out of, out of Pennsylvania, we should point that that's a Pennsylvania law. Uh, they're the same everywhere, but not, not every market, not every, um, every state has that, 
But in Pennsylvania, the lowest level of the judicial process, the magistrate, like Bill said, who was a judge in every every aspect of uh, his position, he's a judge. He right. sits in his little court, and you and lawyers lawyers come in, but you you can also represent yourself. But lawyers come in, and they'll respect him or her with be, as a judge. Well, your honor, your honor, and and the person can be. Like Bill said, it could be you or me without a law degree. Yeah. And think about it now. These lawyers that got their degree to be a lawyer in the bar is pretty hard to pass. I'll give them that. But, you know, so is somebody that wants to be a real estate agent or a, a mortgage lending officer. They got a test to go through. But does that mean that they know everything? Absolutely not. Do you think that that lawyer sits there and knows every every law and every, oh, I don't know, a thousand case books back there? Absolutely not. No way that he could learn all of that. As a matter of fact, most lawyers sit there, I'm going to specialize in just one thing because I might know a chapter of one of those, but that's yeah. about it. I yeah. can't do anything else. You know what they have now? They also have uh, they have everything on the computer right now. Lexus, Nexus. Yeah. Yep. Everything's on the computer. So all you have to do now if you're a lawyer is type in <clears throat> boundary problem, you know, whatever. Bring or, up every case that ever was. Exactly. So, even yep. if the law is in the in the other party's favor, mm -hmm. it will give you arguments to sit there and dance around that law. Yeah, and so, sometimes all you want to do is is confuse the issue so much that they can't make a decision. You yeah. know, you and know, you win no matter what. So exactly, th th and that was my original point. And thank you for bringing that up. The simple fact is, the law is not absolute. It is not finite. It is it it is made to sit there. And circumnavigate, you know, which I think is a fallacy in our judicial system. I mean, the fact that you're taking an insurrection, they couldn't prove an insurrection. Even even Barr himself said, well, you know, they did the hearing. But it's all just people's opinion and hearsay of one side. It's nothing. It's not an absolute thing. But they're going to take that and say, well, as if he was convicted. He was not convicted. That's like the insurance company going, well, Mr. Harrington, we've got to raise your insurance because uh, you speed a lot. Do you have tickets to prove it? No, but we believe in, and we, we called your neighbor and they said, oh, yeah, you race down the street. So we've got to raise your insurance <laughs> based on hearsay. Yeah. You know, the left is throwing everything and the kitchen sink right now, but um, it's not sticking and his polls keep rising. But, you know, there's yeah. another, another fear now, Bill that people are starting to talk about openly on these different news programs. What's that? And that's the fear of assassination. Well, we've talked about that for over a year now. Yeah, but now they're starting to talk. Adam Carolla has a podcast. He had Tucker Carlson as a guest. They talked about it. Listen. Mm -hmm. The CIA is a totally illegitimate criminal organization unless it is following precisely the orders of the elected president. Democrat or Republican, doesn't matter. So he's describing a crime. The people committing that crime in CIA should be in prison for long terms. They, that's the great threat to democracy right there. And the fact that no one on that set could even see that tells you how deeply corrupted they are. That's terrifying. And it's true, I happen to know. And I could bore you for hours, again, since I spent my life there and know a lot of people who work there. But the bottom line is there's no oversight at all. They were able to participate in the murder of a U.S. president and then hide that fact for 60 years by keeping those documents classified, which they still are, 
It's unbelievable. And it's happening in front of all of us and nobody seems to care. But, you know, as the country declines and the democratic institutions weaken and you wonder how did this happen? Well, that's how it happened right there. What do you think the future holds? Is it... I don't know. I mean, are they going to let Trump be president? No, of course. I mean, look, if, you know, they protested him. They called him names. He won anyway. They impeached him twice on ridiculous pretenses. They fabricated a lot about what happened on January 6th in order to impeach him again. It didn't work. He came back. Then they indicted him. It didn't work. He became more popular. Then they indicted him three more times, and every single time his popularity rose. So if you begin with criticism, then you go to protest, then you go to impeachment, now you go to indictment, and none of them work, what's next? I mean, let, you know, graph it out, man. We're speeding toward assassination, obviously, and no one will say that, but I don't, I don't know how you can't reach that conclusion. You know what I mean? Like, they have decided, permanent Washington, both parties have decided that there's something about Trump that's that's so threatening to them, they just can't have him. I mean, they're putting him on trial in March of next year in the J6 case, which basically consists of trying to send him to prison for the rest of his life for complaining about the last election. That's literally what it is. Again, if this were happening in Moldova, the State Department would issue an all-hands-on-deck order to let the world know this is not a legitimate government. And yet our government is doing it. It's like it, – it's, it's really – it's hard to overstate how bad this is, and I'm not I, – I don't – I don't know where it's going, but there's a collision that's clearly imminent. And by the way, the president is senile in a way that's impossible to deny. Biden's not running the government, you know? So, like, I don't know. I've never been this worried about anything as I am about where this is going. Tucker Carlson with Adam Carolla. And the thing about this, right. he's so he's so on the money. Um, he's saying, and I believe this is the case, and so does, by the way, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., that John Kennedy was, uh, he, he was taken out by members of our, of our government. He, he said specifically the CIA, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, a lot of people are, are believe that, and they've been able to cover it up for 60 years, what Tucker just said. For 60 years, they've been able to just whitewash it. And don't you think for one second that these people don't think they can do it again if they have to. You know, uh, there's a lot that's going on in our country that isn't coming from Biden. Biden, all, all he wants to do is walk around to the beach, you know, go to the beach house, get on his bicycle. Uh, he wants to, uh, dr- you know, stumble along in front of the press. And, and he, this is, he's not sitting down making these heavy, you know, deep, policy changes in our government, the decisions on the border. I don't know whether he has the, uh, the clarity to honestly give us, uh, uh, to do what he's doing on the border. I think there's people, there are people behind him who are putting the policies in place and he's just rubber stamping it because that's what his job is. He's a rubber stamper. Somebody you know, said, you, to, you know, I'm sorry, but go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, if you're not, if you're not worried about the border, there are pictures now showing 
military-age men not just walking across the border but carrying military assault rifles in their left hand or their right hand across the border. Now, you're entering this country illegally, and you're marching across with an assault rifle and a backpack. Is it full of ammunition? Well, you know what they just did, Bill, a couple of days ago? They just withdrew uh, a a whole sector of uh, Border Patrol people. They Mm -hmm. moved them to another location, and what they said is they've left thousands of miles unprotected right now. You can just walk in. Nobody's going to yeah. greet you. Well, that, that's these these uh, climate change what, what, uh, uh, refugees that or- Gore's talking about. They got to bring their yeah. gun with yeah, them because, bring- you know, to help fight climate change, they got to kill the infidels, you know, and that would be us. I don't know where this is going, and, and everyone says, and Trump keeps saying he can fix it. But, mm. you know, there's 11 months between now and the election well, getting to there is hey. going to be that. This that's that's the longest mile. Remember the old movie, The Longest Mile. If you don't, just imagine, you know, a mile, but it's going to take you a hundred miles to get there. Is How many millions like of people are going to come through our border between now and Election Day of uh, 2024? Well, you've already had millions of people that have come yeah. across the border, so. You've got a voting population there right now that can that can affect the vote. I mean, in places like well, Boston, they, you know, the mayor there goes, oh, you know, these people they're hardworking and stuff like that, and they contribute, so they need to be able to have the right to vote. What? Yeah, well, you know, they contribute. How do they contribute? First of all, nobody's getting jobs. I, I saw a statistic at least in New York, sixty percent. Uh, uh, can't work. They don't have any qualifications to work. They haven't got the educational background. You know, a lot of these people, they haven't got the skills. They, they're not bringing anything to the table to to make them employable. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these people come across, and God bless them. They're, some of them are very, very, a lot of them are very poor, have nothing. You know, and, uh, but, you know, this this situation we're in right now, these people on the left who are encouraging this, they have they knew all this was going to happen. This isn't a surprise to them. They didn't open the border and say, come on, and oh, they're not trained? Oh, they haven't got the skills? Oh, that's a surprise. I thought they'd come across, you know, the doctors and the and the lawyers and, and uh, the, the engineers. No, no. We, they knew this was going to happen because these are the people that are the most malleable. They're the most uh, influenced. They are the people that you can squeeze and mold to do exactly what you want because they haven't got anything. They're dependent on government. If you say to them, look, at you, we're giving you some benefits. you got room, board, uh, th- what do they say, three hots and a cot. Uh, but, you know, you got to go down and vote tomorrow. Oh, don't worry about whether or not you're registered or a citizen. We'll take care of that in the voting. But you have to go down and vote. Show them your uh, ID that we gave you so you can drive a car. That'll work. Like they do in Massachusetts, by the way, yeah. you know. Or you know what? Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll vote for you if you sign this waiver right yeah. here that gives <laughs> us the right to cast your vote. You know. And oh, by the way, you get a bonus on the uh, your your uh, you know your three hots at a cot. You get mm-hmm. the color TV and the cable to go with it. Just yes. go ahead and you know. I'm sure that you will tell us your intents of how you want us to vote for you on your behalf, and uh, they can they can punch in that number. So uh, I'm looking at the clock on the wall. A few other things I should point out. Um, they had last night, maybe you, you saw this, 
they had um, a basically a riot in Midtown Manhattan, and mm. they don't talk about this, but they told everybody to meet in front of the Fox News studios. They said it says on the on the flyer, meet in front of the News Corp building, right? People don't say, well, wait a second. That's the Fox Studios, right? Well, yes, that's exactly what it was. They met in front of Fox Studios, and and it really got out of hand. They had to call in a level three riot situation in New York. The police did because they were inundated with um, these pro-Hamas protesters who were, they weren't just waving flags and being nice. They were brawling with the police. And you don't hear a lot about it, by the way. If this were, by the if this were, a bunch of uh, conservatives who got into a fight in, in, in mm-hmm. mid- it would be all over the news you would be hearing it 24/7 how the right these you know right wing people uh, fascists exactly. are causing trouble but because it's pro Hamas and they we can't talk too much about that but that was last night in Got Midtown Manhattan also uh the Russians had a big victory to hear about this in, well, uh, the, the, according to the news, they had some losses, like the landing ship. That, uh, uh, but uh, you never, but you never get the straight news. From well, the here's what here's what you missed. The year is ending on an upbeat note for the Russian Federation troops that have just conquered the heavily fortified town oh, of yeah, Marienka in the outskirts of Donetsk. Uh, this is a major development, the biggest since Moscow troops regained the initiative and also the greatest achievement since they gained control of Bakhmut in uh, in May. So this is a big deal for the Russians. Uh, Putin said, hand out those uh, those medals to your troop, comrade. Hand them out. They they did a great job. He did say that, by the way. He did say, hand, the, hand those medals out. Um, and uh, so they ha- that's what's happening in the Ukraine. And they still want more of our money to go over there. You got to wonder, is it do you hear like this drain sound, you know, the gurgling noise of things being, you know, flushing down the drain? Mm-hmm. Hey, um, you have something you want to add? I don't want to step on your... Uh, you, no, I, no, I no, also no, have no, this no. bill. The Israeli Defense uh, Forces, they destroyed Hamas's underground headquarters in northern, northern Gaza, uh, fought terrorists inside two United Nations schools. What are they doing there? And secured hundreds of grenades, RPG projectiles, and explosive. Hamas leader uh, Yahya Zinwar. Sounds good to me. That's true. He's in in, uh, hiding. He claimed Hamas is crushing the IDF and rejected an Egyptian peace proposal. Mind you, what the IDF does, the Israeli Defense Forces do, is they send videos out to the media to show what they're doing. You see it, uh, not so much with the guys in uh, in Hamas. So uh, Hamas is saying, "No, we're having a great time. We're crushing the IDF." And then the IDF shows video of them just destroying all these different tunnels and things like that. Well, what were they doing inside the UN schools? I'm just wondering. I thought those were like off limits. You know, that churches, things like that, hospitals. They're supposed to be off limits. But Hamas is actually staging in these places. Mm-hmm. I don't think they hey, follow the there, same rules. There's rule. a lot of stories that would take two shows to go over. I mean, you talk about the Hamas tunnels. You know, I wonder about the border tunnels because we had tunnel problems. Yeah, before there yeah. was the illegal open borders, 
And we had that going on. You've got the cartel now that's taken up residence in South Dakota. We don't talk about that anymore, but the, uh, they've got a population that is so enormous there now. I mean, they don't have to sit there and worry about smuggling stuff across you know, the border because it's already here, and so is their militia. You made a great point. I mean, I never, I haven't, haven't thought too much about tunnels, uh, but I would imagine they've been making some beautiful ones. Uh, across our border since they've had the time to do it and since the security has been so lax, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah, they, they, they've got that, and they probably have places where they can help from our side to go meet the other side. But, no, there are tunnels. I mean, it has been, it's been fodder of fiction and lore for a while in movies and stuff, but it has been around. The tunnels have been there, and I'm sure by now, there are more. The only thing that uh, Hamas reminds me is that, hey, we got a tunnel problem here, and now we got an open border. Yeah. You know, what we see going across on the uh, on above ground, imagine what's going on underground. What's going on through there? Hey, vey. <laughs> As my friends used to say, hey, vey. I got one more for you, Bill. One more All before right. we close this thing. Uh, modern convenience, right? New cars are, are modern modern convenience. A mm. class action lawsuit has been brought against the car manufacturers Ford, General Motors, Honda, Toyota, Volkswagen. Uh, the lawsuit asserts a violation of the Washington State Privacy Act uh, because what they claim is that the vehicle system, the car vehicle system, downloads all text and call logs from your phone as soon as you are connected to it. So if you get into your brand new shiny car and <laughs> you plug in your phone, right? Just you thinking you're going to listen to your, you, you get your text messages and stuff like that. What's happening in the background they're claiming is that it's downloading everything, all your text messages and all your conversations that you, you've gotten into uh, some part of your car, and it's stored there, and the police know it's there, uh, and they can go and get it. Yeah, uh, they'll they'll say that is for the protection of yeah. society, and to to because people exchange stuff and their their voicemail and text, and that's private. And you know, you think that well, I'm going to wipe out that text right there. Yeah, but if there's storage of it in something you think is totally safe and that nobody would ever think of. They've already got, look, they, they've got ways to monitor you every which way but loose. And, you know, yep. Bill Gates is just trying to put the, the next, going back to the beginning of the story, let's just put the chip in the people and that's it. Then we're done. I, you know. Yeah. yeah. I got to tell you this, though, before we before we uh, close this out. A friend of mine during our show just sent me a, uh, a picture. I wish I could show it to you. It's this little kid. At, yeah. on Christmas Eve and he's in his pajamas and he's all American face. Right. And he's opening a gift and he's crying his eyes out. He's holding a box. And the box says T E S L A. And the model is on fire. There you go. <laughs> Think about that for a second, friends. It's an electric car model. And what do they do? They catch fire for the heck of it. Oh my God! Uh, well, you know what? That, that's actually there. There's a company now that that does that. There's nothing in the box. It's just a prank box. You oh, know, really? They, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
What does it I, have? I'm not, I would have char. I would have charred remains in the body. You know, if I were, if I want to do. A, but anyway, uh, I, thought, I would say what one of them are, but you, you know, just the mere. Nah, it's not a bad word, but you know, you're just like, oh, come on, Bill, you're not going to say that, but you know, uh, the the censor might go nah, and click that. So. Yes. But they they've got they've got they've got all kinds of gag pra, uh, practical joke gifts and the joke is the box. You well, got me what? <laughs> um with that I think it's time to uh, to bail. Do we have anything to add before we uh, close this thing out, Bill? Well, you know Trump did a very nice uh, Christmas message. I saw he that. Did yeah. it on, on his YouTube channel and I was actually just to make sure that I was right, trying to confirm here, going through his uh, Truth Social. Because I don't think it was his YouTube channel because he doesn't have one, does he? Yeah, he's had one for three months, but or oh, he's has had he? It longer, but he hasn't posted anything on it. But he did a very nice message on it. But the mainstream news today goes uh, Trump's Christmas message to uh, all of the his descendant and people going against him is uh, you know uh, to um, what is it? Uh, Rotten hell. Go rotten hell, Ingram. But yeah, if he did that, I think it would be funny. But guess what? It's not on True Social where he would have posted it, where they say it is. I just looked. It ain't there. As a matter of fact, the only thing that, that is there is about the uh, FBI, you know, digging into the Colorado thing, saying, yeah, it's well, legit. Which I would ask is, do you think it's really Trump who did that? You no, know, I don't. I don't. You think uh, it was somebody who pranked the YouTube? Uh, no, Trump. I think Trump's YouTube is real because it's him. You know, it's it's a nice message. Uh -huh. uh, as a matter of fact, they talk about it on um, Gateway Pundit. Um, so they they're pretty good about vetting stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But when the mainstream news goes, no, he's telling his opponents to rot in hell. Yeah, that's you know. Mainstream, trust me, that, mainstream, was, that would be something I would do. You know, every, but, everything the media does, if, if Trump says at a rally, you know, ah, they'll rot in hell, <laughs> and, and they'll laugh, and everybody in the crowd knows it's a, a, a joke. Everybody mm -hmm. in the crowd in that room knows that he's just being Trump, being silly, right? Right. But the media will hop on that, and they'll put it in print. And they'll say, oh, my God, he's a dictator. Look what he's saying about his opponents. They're going to rot in hell. I mean, they, they, they grab hold of anything, any little thing, and they try to make it the truth. And it's generally the not, uh, it's not true. You know, someone said something yesterday, Bill, so true. Uh, it was Rob Schmidt on uh, Newsmax. He said, and it, this is, I agree with him 100%, mainstream media has taken... 60 years, 70 years of credibility, news credibility, and tossed it all down the drain because of Trump. They have literally thrown their neutrality and their impartiality down the drain so that they could all be in lockstep with the left. And they've destroyed you. People don't believe them now. Well, you know, one of the biggest things, we, we just went through the Christmas cycles, day after Christmas, and, uh, you know, one of the things the left is trying to do is destroy everything that is American or part of our core faith beliefs and values, Christmas being one of them. I mean, I saw a story here a couple of weeks ago. They, they didn't come out with the actual accusations, or they made accusations. They didn't come out with any facts talking about how bad Bing Cosby was and 
you know, anything that might be oh sure you know, ruined. And I'm like going, well, wait a minute. Maybe maybe there's an ounce of truth there. Maybe there's not. But why now? When the guy is gone, he's dead. He's long he's deceased, not... and people who knew him are deceased. You know, I mean, so he can't defend it. So no. if they want to sit there and say he was for all of this stuff, let's go ahead and destroy. Hey, Bill, all that's, the Americans. That's why when you you see these historians out now today, you'll read a book, the new the new biography of Abraham Lincoln. He wasn't what you thought. Something like that. And yeah, think, they're doing that on everyone. That's Religion garbage. They're attacking it. These people, well, that's, they can have all the credentials in the world. They didn't know Lincoln, and they don't know what they're talking about. Right. Well, you know, just like I just mentioned, they, they're talking about uh, Trump said, uh, rot in hell. Well, I'm looking at True Social, and it's a very nice portrait picture. I will say that. It's Trump holding a little baby that's, you know, wrapped in a towel. You'll never uh, see that on CBS Evening News. No, you will never, ever, ever see that on CBS News. Now, what you will see on CBS News, what's her name? Uh, Democratic Rep, uh, is it uh, Ayanna Presley? Yeah, she's from Massachusetts. She's from near where you are now. She said that Americans should celebrate the killing of unborn babies. So abortions, the killings, you know, she said, and this was the mainstream, yeah. you know, and she said, the killing of unborn babies as if it's a great thing that we're doing. How do you celebrate an unborn life? Truly, you've taken? Bill, she, she's another numbskull. She's another numbskull. You know, well, there's the difference. Yeah. You know, we've done it again. We've, and this time, I think we have a record. I think we've talked longer than we ever talked on the show. Well, that's all you. I mean, I've got, look, no, I'll it's be yours. Honest. You did it. It's not me. No, it's you not did me, it. but not me. No, I just, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, actually, you know, if you'll notice in the background here, nobody can see it, but you know, like it's bare behind me because yeah. this is moving some 20 some odd miles down the road. So, you know, today, tomorrow you may hear. It's uh, the Bill Knight moving and trucking company. No, it's not me. Actually, no? not me. No, 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 no. And I'm just visiting here and, you know, uh, lending oh. a supervisor hand. You know, you know me. I'm a, I'm a man. I can't yeah, do Hand it. me a coffee I'm... and I'll tell you where to pick up that box yeah, and put that. Yeah, that box over yeah. there. Yeah, you yeah. need to put that in there. Yeah, that's that's good job. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. That's that's what men do, you know. We sit there, but I we tell, give ourselves a pat I tell my wife that she, in another life she was a foreman. But anyway, uh, with that, I'm going to bid you adieu. Uh, I should remind people, if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. One other thing I will point out, a lot of people got gift cards for Christmas, which is a very nice thing. But sometimes people put it in their pocket, they put it somewhere, they forget about it, they throw it in the drawer, and it never gets used. Over $10 billion in Christmas gift cards given out this year, and you need to keep up with that. Otherwise, it's money thrown away that goes in the pockets of Bill Gates and yahoos like that. So, (laughs) in other words... Yeah. You know, you got it. Even if you don't, if you don't want those cards, you just let us know. Send them, send them to us. Yeah, we'll exactly. take them for you. Because exactly. <laughs> we'll put them to yours, especially yeah. if they're uh, food cards. He'll take I the mean, card. Oh, yeah. Bill Knight will take the card. He'll put it in his wallet. And then Bill Knight will say, Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here.
the voice of freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? 